Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello and welcome from me, Ken Rundle, and Philip Cosgrave, Yara's country grassland specialist, who's joined me to discuss some recent trials work on grass, grazing and nutrition. That's right, Philip, isn't it? You've been looking at selenium and how it can be delivered to grazing cattle in a readily available form. So I suppose the first question must be, what is the role that selenium plays in an animal's diet? Yeah, selenium is one of those um, nutrients that's not essential for plant growth, but is essential for animals. And I guess usually um, we talk about selenium and, and, and vitamin E are, are, can be considered together. Um, both of them have similar function and they act as, as antioxidants and they act kind of synergistically, but they don't fully compensate each other either. We associate selenium with fertility, you know, the immune system, thyroid function. And we kind of, you know, when we take that to a, a, a situation where there's a deficiency level or there's suboptimal intakes by animals, it can lead to um, reduced conception rates, um, retained placentas, stillbirths, um, increased diseases, particularly, um, you know, for the case of mammary health, so mastitis cases increase you know, higher somatic cell counts. And then from a, a calf or a lamb perspective, you know, a newborn calf and lambs, um, these, uh, you know, newborns can be affected by white muscle disease. And just overall, um, there's a reduction in, in, in health and vigor and, and growth rates associated with selenium. And if we look at, at the, the number of grass samples and silage samples that go through Yara Analytical Services in Pocklington, we can see that, a, um, that nearly 90% of them um, fall below the minimum threshold for selenium. So that's kind of common, quite... I suppose, to deliver selenium with a mineral lick or something along those lines. But that's not quite as simple as it sounds. No, because when you deliver with mineral, um, say with a mineral lick, there will be different differing intakes by 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 animals, um, and also usually the the form of selenium that's in mineral licks is an inorganic selenium. The bioavailability of inorganic um, selenium would not be the same as um, organic sources. So basically, selenium that's actually in the grass. So. Selenium bioavailability in grass is about 80%. Um, so that means that we don't need to, the animals don't need to have the same, uh, I suppose, amount of selenium in, in their diet to be able to absorb the requirements that they need. So I suppose the point to make here is, again is that you can have an oversupply of selenium as well. It, it's one of these delicate balances, isn't it? It certainly is. And this is where um, farmers particularly um, probably dairy farmers who may be feeding different sources of um, selenium. So, for example, if um, animals had access to mineral licks, if they had access to mineral licks, plus that they were being fed um, some sort of concentrate um, that already was supplemented with selenium, and plus the selenium um, in the, the forage that they're eating, if that was fortified, that could, um, over a period of time, that could lead to um, uh, issues with, with overconsumption of selenium by those livestock. So 
let's square up then how Yara's expertise is in crop nutrition and mineral fertilizers so how do we make that work what's Yara supplying getting through in an inorganic form to the livestock well Yara began fortifying fertilizer with selenium um it's a long time ago now it's 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 probably 30 years ago now um that Yara began fortifying selenium into their into their fertilizers and and this began in in, in Finland where it was found that um the overall selenium status of the Finnish population could be could be increased if um fertilizer was fortified um so that meant that the the crops that were being grown with those that fertilizer was were also fortified so it was a, a very effective way of increasing the selenium levels in the overall in the Finnish population so basically we've taken that expertise from from many years ago and we've i suppose created a a range of fertilizers that we call the booster range so there's three products in that there's the nutri booster product which is just nitrogen and sulfur and then we have a, a grazing grade called stock booster which is a, a, a nitrogen phosphorus potash and sulfur and fortified with selenium and then a silage grade which is which contains nitrogen phosphorus potash sulfur and the selenium also now all all three grades contain the same amount of of sodium selenate so that's the actual form of of selenium that we use in our fertilizer so it's incorporated at 15 parts per million and we have found that sodium selenate is the most effective form of selenium um that can be applied on soil and be taken up then um with very high efficiency levels by by the plant so we know that um if we apply these products um that the, it, the, the selenium will be taken up very efficiently but also each granule contains selenium because they're compound products we know that there's a little bit of selenium each one of those granules or prills and i suppose combined then with the bioavailability of selenium in grass we know then that you know roughly about 80% of the selenium in the grass that has been fortified with selenium can be absorbed by the animal so um this is a great way of of increasing the selenium levels you know above 0.1 uh, milligrams per kg of dry matter um, and th- and this is you know especially in livestock that have been fed diets that are predominantly grazed grass or forage that are not getting the opportunity to be to be supplemented a great deal so you know uh, spring block calving herds and obviously suckler herds and um uh ewe flocks as well that are not being fed a huge amount of supplement and this is a very good way effective way of increasing the selenium levels in those animals through fortifying the grass with, with a product like um from our booster range well the focus of, of this podcast is the trials you carried out this year what did that involve well, that involved us picking two farms, one farm in Northern Ireland in County Down and another farm in the Republic of Ireland in County Westmeath. So they were slightly different on what we did on both farms. So on the farm in Northern Ireland, we, we started off with, with two separate groups of, of in-calf heifers, dairy heifers, um, uh, in two different uh, areas of the farm. One, basically one part of the farm that we used um, one of our fertilizers, so the, the actual stock booster product. Um, so that was the one fortified with selenium. And the, a, a group of heifers stayed on that block um, for, the, for the summer. And then another block then received another Yara product, but it, did, it wasn't fortified with selenium. And that group of heifers stayed grazing in that. And they weren't um, given any other selenium supplementation during the summer months. Um, and that over that time, it would have received around about, about 
three applications of fertilizer. So we could see then that because the heifer started at a very high level, and when we retested them then after um, nearly three and a half months, that the um, the group that received the that were grazed on the the the, the paddocks that received the stock booster um, still had fifty percent higher um, selenium uh, blood selenium levels than the group that um, received no selenium fortification. That's significant. Well, it certainly is because it gives us, um, I suppose, confidence that we know that um, when we use um, these products, that it's going to be effective. You know, at, at keeping selenium into animals that are not being um, supplemented um, with any kind of other supplements at grass. Now, when we move to the County Westmead farm, um, we looked at four different paddocks over a course of three uh, rotations, grazing rotations. So similar again. Half of each paddock, um, well, in this case, we, we divided individual paddocks. So half of each paddock uh, received a stock booster product, um, and the other half of the paddock would have received a similar product, but a Yara product, um, but wasn't fortified with selenium. And we found that when we analyzed, when we tested the grass um, up, you know, to the point of where the animals were going to be, were grazing, um, that uh, the the half of the paddock that received the selenium fertilizer contained fertilizer had double the amount of selenium in the grass than um, the grass that didn't receive any um, fortification through fertilizer. Um, so that was there was one exception. One paddock was an exception where the actual background selenium levels were were very high anyway, and that's obviously can happen in that you know um, there are soils and there are fields that have um higher selenium levels than maybe others so this is i suppose the value of um testing for um minerals um on your farm occasionally to actually see you know what the actual levels of selenium are or for that matter other trace elements as well but you know we were still able to i suppose um you know the 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 other three paddocks um had um selenium levels that were below 0 0.05 milligrams per kg of dry matter so way below what the actual animal required and this was on a dairy farm but you know it was very effective that where we used this the the, the yara booster product it was effective at, at pretty much doubling the selenium level um in the grass for those animals i suppose it's worth making the point here that unlike some other parts of the country ireland had if you like a normal summer a lot more rainfall in ireland than other parts of england for example so so the drought didn't affect the results here it was it was these are perfectly normal standard results yeah this is something we would we we've 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 done other um trials in other years and we have found kind of the the, the same thing um can um it seems that um yeah, that the that the that this particular year, um, you know, that it, it it followed a similar trend with regards to what we've you know with 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 low selenium levels, and then where we fortify grass with a couple of applications of one of our of our booster products, you know, it's effective at at, at doubling the selenium content in many cases. And is there any difference in the selenium levels of say grazed grass and conserved grass? In other words, how long can the effect last? But people who are using a lot of silage and hay um, in this in their feeding regimes. 
there, there's a dilution effect here that we have to take into account, especially with, with not so much with grazing, but with, with silage crops, there is can be a dilution effect. So, you know, if, if for example, a first cut and first cuts can typically have very high yields, you know, five, six, six, over six tons of dry matter per hectare. So it depends on um, the, 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 the initial application rate of that booster product. Um, and what the the I suppose the the stage at which that crop then is harvested at. Generally, what we see then is that as as the crop bulks up, say for a first cut from mid May onwards, that um, the actual selenium levels can drop because of just the increase in biomass over that time. So, you know, we do see that dilution effect. But many times where we we had a trial um, in cooperation with uh, Pharma Connect in Wales. Um, last year in 2021, and we found that um, the farmers that had um, used the booster product, the silage booster product, you know, in 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 pretty much all the cases, um, you know, doubled or or tripled the amount of selenium um, in their silage by um, by using that product in comparison to using um, a non-fortified um, fertilizer. So is there any particular advice you'd give to farmers based on both this trial and, and the amount of knowledge that's already been gained? Well, I think selenium, there is um, there are issues on farms with selenium. I suppose the first thing is to, it's, it's certainly no harm to actually test forage and test grass for selenium levels. Um, and also, um, you know, take into account all the other areas of the other means of supplementation but um for many farmers um using a booster product a, a fertilizer that's fortified with selenium is a very effective way of just bumping up the selenium levels in grass so that you you know you you reduce the risk of having issues with um selenium deficiency um in your livestock and that goes for both you know sheep and suckler farms and and, and dairy farms so it's it's uh, what we see is that generally that farms that are incorporating more graze grass or more forage in the diet, um, that this is a is a very effective way of of getting enough selenium into those into those animals. So I suppose it's it's a bit like sulphur. We obviously talking to a lot of your arable colleagues in terms of sulphur levels in soils far lower than they used to be within that when big industry was going on. Selenium is something that people should almost assume is going to be in short supply unless they've done proper analysis. Yes, and there was a study um, came out a couple of years ago where um, I suppose it was found with with, with climate change and the impact that um, climate change is having on on on. On our soils, that um, it was likely that there was going to be a um, that there was going to be lower levels of selenium in our soils um, going in, into the future. But yes, I think um, you know we we know that selenium um, and when you when you mention sulfur, there can we know selenium and sulfur have, have have a similar uptake mechanism by plants, so that if you over apply sulfur, um, it reduces the uptake of, of selenium um by 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 not just grass but by other plants as well by other crops so i guess um you know this once off um heavy applications of sulfur early in the spring can have a negative effect on the selenium levels in grass um you know following that 
And this is where we would always advise that farmers use this little and often application of, of sulfur. Um, you know, instead of putting on all the sulfur in one go, that if you put it on little and often, that you won't have this negative impact on selenium uptake by grass. And that has been found by a number of studies anyway. And the latest, I suppose, was um, in Ireland here um, a number of years ago. So we would say that little and often is the best way of, of you know, I suppose, keeping that selenium levels in that grass at whatever the, the, the background levels for selenium in your, in your area is. So where does the work go from here? You talked about the future there with climate change. What, what are the future plans for next season, for example? Well, we'd love to just take this, I suppose, one step further and do it on a on a full uh, milking herd where we where we could actually compare animals that received, um, you know, forage that had been fortified with selenium and follow that through all the way through from, you know, whether it's herd health and um, production levels um, and then compare that with you know with animals then that didn't receive um, selenium supplementation through the forage and um, so this is something that I think would be quite good because we know that these nutrients um, they have to be taken they have to be sourced somewhere they have to be mined somewhere and you know if we can show also that um, if we can use less selenium to start with and we can still have the same positive effect on the on the animals. Well, then we can kind of reduce, I suppose, the inefficiency and in how how selenium is is um, is used in in in, in feeding systems. Well, that's been a comprehensive look into an important nutrient and the best way to deliver it. Philip Cosgrave, Yarra's country grassland specialist. Thank you for that. I'm Ken Rundle, and I'll be back soon with another in-depth look at Yarra's involvement with innovation and delivery. Just keep an eye on the Yarra website. Till then, cheerio. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.